Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. With me today on Bluebells Forever podcast is Jill Tasker. Um, if you find her on Facebook, she's got Jilly on there. Jill Jilly, welcome Jill today. Jilly. Thanks. Thank you very <laughs> and, much. Yeah, thanks. And where are you right now? I am sat in my living room in a very cold, windy Yorkshire, South Yorkshire, Barnsley to be exact. Barnsley. Okay. I've been learning more about geography from doing from- the podcast. Like where where is North and South? And like, oh, I kind yeah. of starting to recognize a Yorkshire accent now. I'm starting to be able to yeah. distinguish a little more than just English accent, British accent, very different. Yeah. yeah. Did you grow up there? I did. I did. Born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious of the percentage of how many of us came back to where we grew up after our it, dancing days were done. Interesting to know, wouldn't it? Because my town is a very, very small town. You know, it's there's really not much here, to be fair. You know, and um, so it would be it would be interesting to know how many people came back to to their hometowns it's it's interesting yeah. isn't it? and how many people went away or lived went and lived abroad or you know yeah because you've got the like for a lot of us I just want to get out of my small town I was so excited I went to Vegas and then I got to travel I was like I'm never going back there because I was just like I'm free and I don't want to go back but then I'd come back like what's well, really pretty here in Washington state <laughs> but I did have my thoughts I was just going to never come back but and there were a lot of uh, especially women well but men too that got married and then stayed in the country stayed. where they were doing the show. So exactly. yeah. I think that's a both yeah. reasons, but to either choose to come back and like, oh, because that was for me, it was a hard transition because my town, after you've lived this big life, it's hard to come back. And I had to stay with my parents for sure. a few months well, to get on my feet. And I was like, oh, this just feels like I'm back in high school. And yeah, it was a, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of a hard transition. Yeah. But I loved what Kathy Cook said on her podcast when she said her mom had said to her, um, we haven't changed. You've changed. I yeah. was like, I like that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to think of being on the parent's point of view when your kid comes home, like, you know, like I did this and I was doing this and this is boring <laughs> here. And you're like, um, wait a minute. This is where we raised you. This is yeah. who we are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's very true. What they haven't changed. We've changed because we've yeah. grown and, and, you know, traveled the world and met people from all over the world and yeah it's hard to settle so where did you you grew up there what got you into dancing and how how old were you I was um probably three or four when I first went um and it was like to baby ballet I suppose you could call it Mm -hmm. baby class you know I I can't really remember much about that time of being there but I knew that I loved it from a young age and um my mum put me into then everything as soon as I was old enough to go into everything because the reason why she did that was because a she danced as a child not professionally but but danced you know went to Mm. dancing school and b because she felt like I needed um the discipline because I was a bit naughty oh really oh I love that (laughs) not that I can remember anything about my naughty self 
I'm sure people have plenty of stories. <laughs> my my daughter was, I don't wouldn't say naughty, but she was very active. She was very athletic and she wanted to try ballet. So as a mom who dances, kind of like, oh, I want them to experience this, but also you know how hard it can be. Yeah. And I also because she was not one who held still. So it was good for her to have that discipline, but there's some kids that you're like, oh, they don't, they should not be in ballet because they can't pay attention or they're going to cause trouble. But did, did you yeah. feel like you kind of fell in line and like, it felt good to have that structure? Or, I mean, I know you can't oh, remember absolutely. it three, but absolutely. there's some really yeah. good benefits. Yeah. 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 Especially as I got older and um, my mom, my mom would say, if she was here, my mom would say to you, uh, the, the only way she could discipline me if I was being naughty as I grew up, um, would be to say, I'm going to tell Miss Burroughs, my dance teacher, and then I would stop. Okay. Oh my gosh. Was she, was Mrs. Burroughs real strict, Miss Burroughs? Yes, she was. Very strict, very strict. Um, so she would say, I had two dance teachers, Miss Burroughs and Miss Wicks. And she would say, I'm telling Miss Burroughs, I'm telling Miss Wicks. Please don't tell them. Please don't tell them. I, oh I won't gosh. do it again. I won't do it again. I promise. I promise I won't ever do that again. I'll be good. Yeah, that's so funny because I think of like school teachers would would threaten. I'm going to tell your parents, but when your parents threat, I'm going to tell your ballet teacher. <laughs> that's like, that definitely shows the discipline. That's funny, and like, isn't it? <laughs> well, also because if you love dance, because I know some people are threatened. Like now, like we're going to take your cell phone away, and kids are meant to say, "I'm going to take dance away." Or if my teacher's mad yeah. at me, this this is something I actually care about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's how she used to um, threaten me. <laughs> yeah. She was going to tell my dance teacher. Oh there my gosh. Go. So were you there like every, several days of the week? Cause if you're taking there more than ballet, yeah. jazz, yeah, just about, yeah ballet, jazz, mo well, modern, we used to call it tap, yeah. everything, everything I could take. I took it. I loved it. Yeah, I just really? wanted to be there constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up when you're that invested in dance, because some some girls and boys don't ever do the social things in school because like dance takes up your whole life. That becomes your second home, yes. your friend base. What were you one of those people or were you balancing yeah. your social life yeah, or dance absolutely. was it? Just dance. I didn't have any friends, particularly outside of dance. All my friends went to my same dancing school. Um, yeah, I had school friends, but not really. You know, I. I mean, to, if I'm totally honest with you, I hated going to school. Yeah. I hated every minute of it. I wasn't a scholar at all, you know. And if I could have run away, if I wouldn't have been so scared of my mum and dad finding out that I'd not been in school, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> I hated really? it. Yeah. I so you kind of found your life in the ballet and dance world. Yeah. Wow. And going through being a teenager is interesting, remembering it and then watching my kids both go through teen years. Like you want them to have something that gives them an identity that's positive because school just sucks the life out of you for some kids and some thrive, but it's not for everybody. Oh, yeah. If you're it's an artistic every, kid. For every child. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Were you Absolutely. thinking you have to go to college? Because I college, my parents just said they couldn't afford it. I'm like, good, because I don't want to go because I also didn't want to go. I didn't want to well, do more school. Same with me. I mean, I, I didn't want to go to any other college than a dance college. There was no way my mom and dad would have ever been able to afford to send me to a dance college. So that was just out of the question. It was like, then you're going to have to go to work and 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 that's it. You know, unfortunately, you know. I think it's a lot different now for for for, for the dancers growing up. They all go to college. Oh, they all, most of them go to college, I should say that. Um, in my experience, especially from 
working on ships, which we'll, you know, we can talk about later. But from working on ships, um, not as a dancer, the cast that were on there, they all went, they all went to college. They all went to three three years at college and, and dance college. Um, and and so now you've got to, I think it's harder to come straight from a dance school into a contract mm. as a dancer because most of them will have been at college for three years. So they've got that extra training. I mean, I, I might be wrong or maybe I'm, you know, but that's what it seems to be to me. It seems to be that, yeah. you know, um, they've all, I'm not saying that we weren't, that we weren't trained properly because obviously we were, or we wouldn't have done what we did. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I just think that the, that they, that that tends to be generally from what I've, what I've seen, what I've noticed that that tends to be what they do now. They leave in the UK, mm. um, you know, they leave, they go to dancing school until they're, 17 18 they do their a levels then they go on to dance college this is yeah that's really interesting because i know i'm 62 i'm not sure where you fall in that but it was kind of like dance is a short career you better go now because if you take four years in college that's four years you could have been training in la or new york or working and getting your training on the job yeah but i have a dance studio and there's been this talk like how teachers think they should be paid which they all we have a sliding scale so you can't say you you're worth more because you have a four-year degree in a, in a dance major or you dance professional, you know, it's like been, they want to weigh one or the other. Cause I look at someone's resume and they ha- they went to college for dance. That doesn't mean they're a good dancer or a good teacher. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so it's an interesting, like, let me see who you are. Let me see how you teach. Let me, you know, like your resume Absolutely. may be impressive, but it's, in, yeah. it's like, you still have to prove yourself because there's dance schools that come, kids come out of there. Like, you still won't get hired as a professional because you're not a performer or different things, or this college may not be that strong, but it has been a little bit of a debate. And it's like, you know, the age that we are, it's like, I don't think there was any guidance. (laughs) Just like, if you don't want to go to college, okay, I'm going to find my way as a dancer and have to figure out what that is. So for you, what was that? Like, did you know anything about bluebells? Cause I know England, you guys had. I, I knew from probably, I would say, 14, 15, my dance teacher said to me, because I was tall, you're going to be tall, you should be a bluebell. And I, what's a bluebell? <laughs> I mean, never, ever, ever did I think I was going to be a ballerina, police. You know, <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, tall or not, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Um, but, um, and I was like, a bluebell girl? What's a bluebell girl? And, um, so I found out all the information I could possibly, and there was a couple of TV shows on, um, on TV with the following one of the Bluebell girls, Joanna Garbutt, who sadly passed away, and, um, and they followed her, and I remember watching that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's really what I want to do. That's really what I want to do, and um, I think there was like an Alan Wicker show that he was in Paris, and I watched that, and yeah, just different things that I saw on TV and stuff like that, because of course there was no Google back then, I mean, there was, you know, right. there was a, it was a pen and paper and write, write to people, you didn't have emails and Google, and couldn't Google Miss Bluebell back then. You I'm know. even trying to think of that, because like, I remember using the phone book, or there was, I think you guys had backstage, there's different, like for auditions, there was papers you can get, that was the dirt, yeah. I think it was the, or something Vegas. in Vegas. Yeah, there's different ones that we would look at, but to even know like 
how to get a hold of Miss Bluebell. Like <laughs> without Google, there's just so many things it's hard to fathom yeah. how we we were resourced back then. Like, how do I even yeah. find this information of like, I just went to Vegas, like, okay, there's shiny lights, there's shows call. I went, I called backstage or I went backstage and asked for auditions. Cause I just think there was like, you just have to go there and figure it out. And yeah. I'm thankful that these people have these resources and I'm hoping young people listening to this, like, yeah, listen to all these people that found their way, the weirdest way. I love yeah. what you said, because your ballet teacher said you're tall. You should be a bluebell because so many were told you're tall. You need to stop dancing because there's no they place will. for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's what she told me. You're tall and you should, if, if that's what you want to do, if you want to be a dancer, you should be a bluebell girl. That's what she told me. Yeah. So I'm like 14 years old. So I was always, that's, that was where my mind was, you know, yeah. I'm going to be a bluebell girl, you know. And so between- uh, you know, going, back to, going back to the resources, um, when I became like seven, because I was 18 when I went to Paris. I wasn't, I wasn't one of the young, young ones. I was yeah. 18. Um, and I, we used to get the stage newspaper in England was where all the auditions were in the stage. And yeah. there was a, a, a big advertisement for Bluebell Girls and to, to send a photograph and letter to uh, Peter Baker. In, um, so that's what I did. Um, and then he called me and said, can you come for an audition? So we went, me and my mom got on a train to Brighton which was so far away for us. I mean, for, for, for the, you know, the Americans are like, what? That's nothing. That's a <laughs> drive that far to go to the store. What's wrong with you? But, you know, <laughs> it was like miles away, you know, and uh, early morning train and went down to, um, went down to audition and auditioned for Peter Baker, who actually offered me Vegas at first. Really? He offered to go to Vegas. Yes. For the Stardust? For the Stardust, yeah, okay. or MGM, wow. would it be? MGM? Okay, I guess there's a few of them going back then. Yeah, so um, so I was going to Vegas. Oh my god, I'm going to Vegas, <laughs> and um, and then um, was waiting for the oh sorry, was waiting for the call and stuff. Um, and he called me and said, actually, there's Miss Bluebell needs a girl in Paris, and uh, if you're interested, you'll be going in three days. <gasps> <laughs> and that was it I was gone did you and, want to go to Vegas or did Paris appeal to you like if you could have chosen do you know I, think, I mean to be honest I really didn't care I was going to be a blue bar girl whether it's in Vegas or Paris I think probably Paris because it was closer to home you know when yeah. you think Vegas is so far away when you're 18 and you you know you're leaving home for the first time yeah um, so yeah, probably Paris because it was closer. I'm sure my mum and dad had a deep sigh of relief, you know, for that. Yeah, yeah. It Paris, <sighs> it was close, you know, that they didn't have to, if anything should happen and they needed to get to me, it wasn't Las Vegas, it was Paris. They could get on a on a train and a boat to Paris, you know. Right, yeah, as a parent. Well, and also thinking the perception of Vegas back then, because they know like, you know, the movies, it was about the mafia or the showgirls. I mean, there's there a lot of, or just the high rollers. I don't know what the perception of Vegas was in England. Of- I I, if I'm totally honest, I don't think I had one. It really? Was okay. Just just- it, was, it was just a, it was just a blue, but you were going to be a blue bar girl in Vegas. I didn't really mm-hmm. have any perception of, you know, gangsters. And I mean, the mom and dad maybe did, but I certainly didn't, it, you know. 
So you're just ready. You're so ready. I have a question that because so many people audition, this is probably a weird one. Peter Baker, did he dance? Cause I know he gave the audition, but I didn't know. Like I've heard people were told, well, just do something or do a little bit of this, but I'm like, I was used to auditions where they had someone demonstrate it and you did it, but I'm just so no. curious of Peter Baker giving auditions. He didn't demonstrate. Um, um, a lot of people had very bad experiences with Peter Baker to be fair. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I personally, I didn't, but I think my mom was downstairs. Yeah. So that could perhaps have been why I didn't. Um, so it was literally, you, you did turns from the corner. I think I did shenny turns and poses from the corner, a few high kicks. Um, and he'd ha- asked me to do a dance for him, like bring my own music and do a little choreographed dance for him, which is exactly what I did. That really? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so different because the, the, the range of audition stories, like the one I did, a lot of us did like 300 people in a cattle call, like huge. And then there's uh, there's stories of people auditioning in someone's kitchen, <laughs> you know, or like just do something, just do something, well, and, I, and like I think in, I think here too, if if they went down to London to audition with Miss Bluebell, I think it probably would have been at Pineapple Studios. I'm not yeah. even sure. Um, yeah. So when they went down to London to audition, it was certainly like that. It was lots of girls and boys in in a room, you know. But with uh, with, with Peter Baker, it was just Peter Baker and myself. Wow. I think that's what I've heard. It's always a one-on-one. Yeah. And so, so. you had three days to like, you, you, like, you sound like you were ready, like just three days. Cause sometimes like you have to wait three months. Like that's so far when you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Pack your bag and let's go. So it was like a mad rush, you know, to um, get my flight ticket. Cause I flew over, get my flight ticket, get my, get my bags, get my bags packed, you know? Yeah crazy when you think about it <laughs> yeah at 18 and then so yeah. when you're 18 does someone meet you there or is it you you're navigating this huge city of where you're supposed to go and so set here's up? the story normally they that normally the girls would meet you there yes yeah. so you so peter baker phoned and gave all the information and we wrote everything down so you get on the so i was flying in and you get to charles de gaulle and you go through here and you go to this you go to this place and you go to the bus and you get on the bus and you go to port mayo so you need the bus for Port Mayo, and he, ta- he told us the number. I can't even remember thirty something. Somebody would remember that. Um, and it, and and this is where you go, and you pick it up, and you know it's like platform B, and it's Port Mayo, and you get on that bus, and there'll be somebody there to meet you. So here I go, little Jilly Tasker, trolling along, tra la la la, you know, <laughs> gets on the bus to Port Mayo, arrive in Port Mayo. Who is there to meet me? Miss Bluebell. Oh, you got the real welcome. I, to this day, could not even <sighs> tell you why Miss Bluebell was there to meet me. Some of the other girls came. PJ actually turned up because she was coming to meet me. So PJ, PJ actually turned up to meet me at this. And she was like, who are you that Miss Bluebell came to meet you? I was like, I don't, I have no idea. And to this day, I do not know why Miss Bluebell turned up to meet me. She said to me that she was with her cousin, I believe. A cousin or a family member was visiting her. And she'd said to them, I've got a new girl arriving. You know how you can remember how she spoke? I've got a new girl arriving. Let's go, Mira. And um, <laughs> so she said um, that she said she'd that she'd 
been out in the area and said, oh, we've got a new girl arriving today. Let's go and meet her. And that and that was it. But I she didn't, she didn't take me to the Lido or back to her house or anything. PJ came, uh, who was the dance captain uh, at the time. And PJ came and, and she was like, oh, PJ's here. Because uh, um, she was a little bit late. And of course, PJ was like, oh, you know, like... <gasps> And that was it. I was off with PJ who brought me to the Lido and, you know, gave me coffee and, and, and something to eat and then went backstage and then went and saw the show. And, you know, that was it. But I could not, I cannot tell you why Miss Bluebell met me from the bus in Port Mayo, but she did. Is that hilarious? I love that because I know there are some of us who really didn't know who Miss. I mean, they, we learned about her legacy more, but you knew of her. So if anyone's going to get to be amazed by that and said, oh, who is this lady? You already knew because you'd have this as age 14 that this is what you want to do. So that makes, yeah. I'm glad it was you. I'm glad that you got to have that because some people <laughs> would have not, not appreciated. Like, everybody Wait. was like, because of course PJ was like, Miss Bluebell met her. Miss Bluebell met her. So everybody was like, who is she? Why is this bluebell meeting her? I don't know why. I don't know why. I wonder if she knows why. Like, well, this seems like a good idea. I know. Yeah. Wow. Maybe she was just in the area and was like, oh, we've got a girl arriving today. Let's go. Let's go see what she looks like. Thank God she didn't make me get back on the bus and go back home. <laughs> you turn around, go back home. Um, no, oh I don't like gosh. your top. <laughs> like, wow. Because you know what she could be like when she wanted to I be. Yeah, like I don't like your chin or something, or you could get yeah. that fixed. She was yeah. so much nicer than Don Arden, but uh, so yeah. you you did you came in the show was already going, so you came as the replacement. It was already going, yeah, yeah. So you got whisked up in a and then taken to the Lido and and yeah. How soon did you start rehearsals? And you got to see the show that yeah. night. Then went to see the show that night. How was that for you to see? Just, I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. When you go, I can't believe I'm going to do that. Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah. Can I do that? That one. I don't know if it was, came out with some, no, I can't think it was said, Oh shit, I'm a bluebell because they were so excited. And then they saw what, Oh, it's Karina. Who's is coming up, saw the show and was like, Oh my gosh, I get to do that. Oh shit. I'm going to do that. I'm a bluebell because you like, I don't know if I can learn all that choreography and there's so much more than just dancing yeah. so I think it's when when we get to see it we're a little bit like what have I just signed up for <laughs> yes yes you just like oh my god I mean I've never seen anything like it in my life except on tv and the, and and even that not much you know like yeah yeah it's just yeah yeah I mean amazing wow. amazing yeah so it can get you super excited the next day to get up and rehearse or like, oh no. Yeah. Well, How were your rehearsals? Okay, yeah. fine. It was just me and um, I, I was the only girl in the sh- uh, going into the show. So it was just me and PJ. And um, yeah, I mean, PJ was, you know, your finger has to be here. And, you, you know, if you worked with PJ, everything had to be perfect. Like the show was spectacular. Yeah. When PJ ran the show, me people may not agree with me, and probably I didn't agree with her at the time. I was like, "Oh God's sake!" Calm down. <laughs> you know. Um, but I remember going to the first reunion and seeing the show, and PJ was at that show, 
And I remember we were stood outside the Lido at the end of the show. Um, and we had a party at, in, in the Lido, like we did last, uh, at the second reunion. We did yeah. that as well, this reunion. Yeah. So we, we'd gone outside for, for a cigarette, actually, if I'm honest. Uh, so we'd gone outside and PJ was there. And I said to her, PJ, I think they need a little bit of PJing on that stage. And she oh. went, please don't say that. I said, it's the truth. She yeah. went, you know, yeah. That's hard when you see the show that I was when I went back a few years later and it needed, it needed some good cleaning and it needed some more energy infused in it. Cause when you've seen what it can be. And when you see like people not giving their everything, it's really hard. I remember saying on that, and I don't know if anybody was at the first reunion who would agree with me on this. And I don't want to sound like a bitch and I'm probably going to sound like one, but I remember thinking, Oh my God. There are so many of us in the audience, so many ex-dancers who'd worked at the Lido in Vegas, everywhere, you know. They'd all been a bluebell at some point, girls and boys. And here they all are watching the show. I would have worked my ass for that. You know yeah. what I mean? I really would have been like, and I didn't get that feeling from them. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I said to somebody, I leaned over and said, I'm sure I just saw somebody yawn. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just like, it just, it just felt like, yeah, so they're here. You don't, yeah. you know what I mean? And maybe, maybe I am, maybe I'm not being a very nice person saying that, but that was the feeling that I got from it. Beautiful show. Fabulous. Yeah. But, you know, I just didn't get that. Hmm. So you, you did Coco Rico for three years? Three years, yeah. It would have been, I think it was 82 I, 82 I arrived and I left when it closed, which I believe was 84, 82, 83. So yeah, like two and a half, two and a bit years. Yeah. So did you, yeah. every time, was there a renewal of a contract and like, okay, I'll do another one, another one. Or did they make you re-audition? Because I know some of the shows they had to re-audition. Um, I think they made some people re-audition. I actually, um, I left because I didn't get rehired for the Panache. It was Panache. That, that was the one after. Yeah. And I didn't get rehired for Panache. So of course, you know, you don't get rehired. You think your life has now come to an end. Like what now, what must I do, you know? Now what am I going to do? Yeah, you know, you just think you're broken, really, and 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 then, you know, if only I would have known, my life had only just began actually when I left Paris because yeah. because of Paris and because of being a bluebell, you know, I got lots of other work and I got to work in in Spain and I went to Spain when I first finished in in Coco Rico, I went to work for uh, Monsieur Bertin in Japan and there was a whole group of us that went from the Lido. We were all all Lido girls that went and boys uh, that went to work for Burton Inch. Can you imagine how amazing he must have been that he had a whole group of girls and boys that had just stepped off the Lido stage onto <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Struggled. Um so we went and we all went together um which was great. It was great. There was myself, there was Katie Bargery, Madeline Averson, uh, Susie Rawcliffe, she was a dance captain. Who else was there? Anne Bedette, Glenn Mather was the boy, Jackie Parr was there. 
and a girl called Jennifer Webb who'd been in Vegas. She hadn't been in Paris. She'd been in Vegas. Um, and we all got really close. We all became very close. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. We had a, we had a great time. I mean, it was great now. It wasn't so great then. You know what I mean? There were moments of what the hell have we done? You know? Oh, really? Nowhere, Japan. You know? But then when I finished in Japan, I came home. And I went to work at Scala in Barcelona. And I loved Spain. Really? I fell in love with Spain. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of the girls are very par- very Paris and they love Paris. And that's where they feel that their heart and their soul is. And I, so did I at the time, but not when I went to Spain. My heart is in Spain. I'm, I'm, I'm a Spanish girl, really. I loved mm. it, loved it, loved it. And tried to stay in Spain as much as I could after that i loved being in spain the mm. whole of it wow i've heard it. quite a few bluebells that did scala and then i learned more because i thought there was just one but there's madrid barcelona there three there was madrid but at that when i was there there was barcelona madrid and then christina opened scala gran canaria so there were three at one did point. you perform it just one or all of them or at scala barcelona yeah barcelona yeah. see there oh i've heard it's beautiful there stunning wow when in the good training you had so when you're back when you're Coco Rico yeah when you did you sign a year contract when you first I got hired started, I can't remember yes I think I did and then you just can choose to renew because you were have, you were yes. staying in Paris it was it was worth yes. staying for three yes. almost three we, years and then, we, and then we renewed yes I believe that's how it went yes yeah so the reason yes. I found you is a, about a month ago I did a video for those that we've lost because I I think that was a month before it was like four within a couple of weeks of, of bluebell male, female that we had lost. And it was just yeah. so evident that we, we need to like get them included in these stories. Cause they're no longer here, but how do we even, I just did a slideshow and I only knew a few people. So then I posted and I got some more. And then when I posted the video, I was getting more and more. So yeah. I'm looking at every picture, you know, crying or just sad, like of how many we've lost, but also the, the fact that friends sent me the pictures, like this person really was special to me. Can you include them? Yeah. And so that's the part I feel like I connected with you. We started like kind of a conversation on our thread, yeah. like, would yeah. you want to be interviewed? Because I, I know that um, there's so much with social media, we found out that we didn't know at the time, or there were so many surprises when I posted people like, Oh, I didn't know that person had, had passed. So it was heartbreaking, yeah. but it was nice yeah. that we did it together, that there was people yeah. that were, yeah. I feel like we at least, you know, there's so many more because I got more and I'm like, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and then do it again because I want to get more. It was just like, this is going to yeah. be a seven hour video because we've it lost was, so it was many. beautiful and sad all at the same time, wasn't it? That video yeah. was so, because you saw them and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. you know, like, oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah, you know, that's that's um yeah, gorgeous and sad. Yes, I sent you a, I sent you a picture of a girl called Louise Bowles, who I had worked with at the Lido briefly. I wasn't I wasn't very close to Louise um at the time. Um, we were friends, but we weren't very close. And uh, she'd been at the Lido. She left and she'd come back. And uh, I sat next to her in the in the dressing room in the lodge. When we were nudes, we were bluebells when we started, and then we were nudes, and she came back as a nude. We sat next to each other in the lodge. And um, her daughter reached out on the bluebell 
Forever page, is it? That is that what it's called? Bluebells. That's the one for the podcast. And there's also Bluebell Girls, and there's Bluebell. There's quite a few. Yeah, it was on what? my. It was on the Bluebells Forever podcast one. It might have been her that was like trying to find her information about her mother. Yes, could have been. Yeah. So, whichever one it was, she she reached out on there and said, "Did anybody work with the Louise Bowles? She was a Bluebell girl." A couple of people answered, "Oh, is it this girl? This girl?" And I said, "Actually." Yes, I did. I worked with her. Oh, I remember that. I worked, oh, and I put, oh, yeah, yeah, I worked with Louise. So her daughter answered and said, did you, and because there'd been another couple of, oh, is it this Louise, is it this Louise? So her daughter said, did you work with that Louise that they're talking about? Or did you work with my mum, Louise Bowles? And I said, no, I worked with your mum, Louise Bowles. So she reached out to me privately to tell me that her mum had passed away. When they were very young, uh, her and her sister were very young. And they were just trying to find out information about their mom because they didn't really yeah. have much information about, about, you know, what she'd done. They knew she'd been a dancer. They'd got photographs of her. Um, and so she reached out to me because I'd answered her. And um, I reached out to the other girls, Joanne Skinner, Katie Bargery, uh, Miranda had worked with um, Louise. Other girls who'd worked with her, Lisa had worked with her, Lisa Mayer. Um, and we put together a, a Facebook, you know, messenger group to talk yeah. to, to the girls um, about about their mom and her life and what she'd done. And, you know, and uh, yeah. And uh, they became really close to us. And I'm still in touch with her daughters now, especially the one, Hannah. Uh, yeah, I still contact her. We still speak. Um, we still speak now. Yeah. Oh, my so God. That- I remember that. I remember that conversation started and asking and then I'm so glad that you guys because sometimes they and they go empty and we don't hear an answer there's one that just some somebody just uh, sent me a message on the podcast on my Facebook group on that one yeah. and so I don't really know much I don't even know where they work like but I go I don't know you know how much information you give to someone you don't know who they are but it is like if you knew this that your grandmother your mother and this news to you like well I'd love to see pictures I want to know more yeah. about them it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. beautiful because we've got and such a big community would- yeah, that's what they were doing. The girls were trying to just find out information about their mom, really, about her life before she passed away. She was very young when she passed. Yeah. Very young. She'd not been home. I don't think she'd... She's got the two girls. Um, I don't think she'd been home home that long. Um, yeah, sad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like I said, every, every story matters. And, you know, I can do this time 100 because there's so many bluebells, but... I know a few people have touched on even just with what AIDS did because we were in those shows when it was starting to come onto the scene and like horrifying and knowing yes. that it was going to wreak havoc in our community as it did. But it's just interesting of how many of the pictures I was getting, you know, it might've been why they died. And then that's because it was yeah. so long ago. So we don't have recent pictures. We only have their show pictures and yeah. but, well, at least we can, you know, honor them this way, but. Yeah, you know, I think the world was obviously hit with with AIDS, but I think the entertainment and dance world got hit super hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like to lose that many friends in in a short amount of time. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful boys, beautiful, handsome, talented, you know, friends that we lost. Yeah, sad, sad. Yeah. Shocking, really. So what, yeah. what was your time in Paris like? Is coming in at 18 and like making it. new friendships yeah, and a, new city? Yeah, I had a great time. 
had a great time in Paris, loved every minute of it, you know, loved being in the show, loved every minute of it, of course. Wish I'd have been a bit older, though, I would have appreciated it a bit more, you know? It's hard to imagine um, 18, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps I wish I'd have done another contract, a couple of contracts first. I think a lot of us say that, you know, that I would have appreciated what I had more. You yeah, know? yep. Um, so, um. Yeah, I, I loved I loved being in Paris. And then, like I said, I went to work for, for Christina at Scala. And then, um, yeah, I worked for Jose Montes. Uh, worked for him for a long time. Um, and Gino and Paco worked with Jim Pack for, for, for a long time. And then it was coming to the end. It was time, you know, to hang up your G-string, as they say. <laughs> I've heard people say, hang up their G-string, hang up their fishnets, hang up their tap yeah. shoes, hang up their point shoes. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. feather crown. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. it's assumed like I, I had so many more good years in me and I stopped for weird reasons. And so I hear these people that dance in those shows till 40. Cause you can also, you're not up close, like with makeup and far away and if your body can still do it. Oh, at 40. I, I mean, I was not 40. I was, 29 though that's pretty that's good yeah I was 29 I was soon to be 30 I didn't want to I didn't want to get to 30 and still be wearing a g-string you know (laughs) saying that you know there was some uh, some stunning girls out there at at 40 we we had a girl in who worked for Montes who she was an Argentinian girl she is an Argentinian girl Mirta she was his lead dancer she came over from um, Argentina she was a vedette in Argentina and came over she was st- I mean this girl was just stunning stunning you know hmm. she was in her 40s and of course you think oh my god she's 40 she's so old yeah oh my gosh yeah, I remember little thinking 30 know. was so old like- <laughs> little did we know we were actually knocking on the door <laughs> Hiya, 40, we're on our way we won't be long <laughs> But thanks for giving us hope of what it could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you end up working on cruise ships, but you did you ever dance on cruise I ships or I you did, did, did not? No, I you did not dance because that's what a lot of people went that way. But you went they a different did. way. Yeah, they did. They went to it for Gina and Ryan. Usually, most people. Um, I worked for Gina. Yeah, yeah it became a jar. <laughs> yep, and we have and there's jar moves that all of us know. How many yeah, decades yeah, span we have? <laughs> I have not heard that one. Uh, well, when I worked on ships. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that. So I went to, when I was leaving, when I was giving up dancing and um, didn't know what I was going to do. Oh my God, what am I going to do? My life is coming to an end, you know, because we're not very dramatic as dancers at all, are we? <laughs> um, and one of the girls I worked with, she had danced on ships and she'd worked for Royal Caribbean. So She'd worked for Royal Caribbean. She'd been a dancer for Royal Caribbean and she'd been part of the entertainment team, crew staff team, as, as it's called. And she said to me, why don't you go and work on a ship? Just go and do six months, you know, see if you like it. It's a great way to travel a little bit. And it's a great way. I said, I can't dance anymore. She was like, no, not dancing. And she explained exactly how it was, what they did and what crew staff did. And I said, Oh, do you think I could do that? She was like, yes, I think you could. So I came home and sent off my resume and dancing picture. I mean, who the hell does that? 
<laughs> but that's what you did when you were trying to get a job when we, as a dancer, right? You sent off your showgirl photographs. <laughs> and they thought, who the hell is this chickadee in a feather? <laughs> when I think about it now, you know what I mean? So, um, well, they know you know what you're talking about. You know the showbiz uh, world because you've been in it. <laughs> so I wrote to um, Cunard. I wrote to Royal Caribbean and I think Princess or Piano. And I got replies from all of them. I got a phone call from Royal Caribbean from the um, the, 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 the scheduler, the, the, the guy who hired. And uh, he called me and, and had a huge conversation. And of course, you didn't have video calls or, or, or you know, so this was an interview over the phone with him. And said, he said to me, um, can you call me back next week, Wednesday? And I said, of course I can. He was in Miami. <clears throat> so I called back and got through to his secretary, who said, he's not, he's not available right now. Click. I was like, <laughs> oh. So I waited a little bit, waited an hour or two, called back. Sorry, he's not available. Dave Vanderpass, his name was. Sorry, Dave's not available right now. Mr. Vanderpass is not available right now. That's a really bad, that's a really bad American accent, isn't it? I apologize. <laughs> I got down from. So I came, I remember coming downstairs. I'd been on the phone upstairs in my mom's bedroom. And I came down. I said, well, I guess they don't like me because twice she's put the phone down on me. So I guess that's it. They don't want me. So my the girl who'd told me about it, Shaney, her name is, She's actually from my hometown as well. Her mom had a, Shaney now has a dance school and had got a big dance school in my hometown. So I called Shaney and I said, oh, Shaney, I don't think I've got it. I don't think. And she went, Why? what makes you say that? And I told her, she went, oh, my God, no. Just carry on calling. Linda can be like that. If you've called her and she's not had a cup of coffee yet, honestly, just keep calling until you get through to today. <laughs> don't let Linda oh. put you off. So thank God for Shaney, because I would never have called back again. I would have just thought, he's told his secretary to tell me, just tell that girl from England, Jill Tasker, that I'm not available if she calls. Do you know what I mean? So um, so I kept, so I called back. Eventually I got through to him and she put me through to him. And um, I had to go and get my semen visa and get this done and that done and, you know, and uh, yeah. And then I went to work on ships for six months and 22 years later, I came home to live forever. Oh my gosh. I want to go back to one little thing because it's br everybody's story brings up my own memories because I wanted to work for Jean Anne on, on um, Norwegian Caribbean and I was in a show in Montreal so I tried to work for her several times, but the contracts had to line up. So I would call, and I just remembered the secretary's name was Joanna, who was in charge of that, because I called all the time. And I did it for Greg Thompson production, because I'd be in between contracts, like, do you have anything coming up? So I knew I knew the front desk person's name, the secretary, because like, it's Sherry Pennington again, just calling, like, hi, Sherry, we don't have anything, because we didn't have email, like, I, you just call and you talk to that person until yeah. you get through and yeah. you're persistent. That just brought up a really fun and weird memory that I remember the person I talked to for months of calling and saying, I'm still here. still interested. Okay. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let her know. Like she'd say my name. And I'm like, 
And so years later, it's like I could probably I could still remember her name because yeah. I called so yeah. much. Oh, that's so good. did you work for Norwegian Cruise Line then when you were mm-hmm. Tina? Okay, because yeah. I I started with I started with Royal Caribbean, and I worked for them for fifteen years, and then I went to work for Norwegian Cruise Line, and um, I went to work for Norwegian Cruise Line. A friend of mine had left Royal Caribbean and gone over to work for Norwegian. The reason why she left was because um, she was married and her husband was a musician and um, they'd always been contracted on the same ship together and something had happened, excuse me, with the musicians. I think they'd stopped hiring quartets, I believe, and her husband was in a quartet. And so it was very, so they were, they couldn't hire, they couldn't put them together Something that had happened and they couldn't be scheduled on the same ship. So she just said, well, I'm not, then that's it. If I can't be with Dave, you know, I think she tried, I think she did one contract without him. So I was like, no, I can't do this. I need, yeah. you know what it's like, you worked on the ship. It's it's yeah. so much easier if you've got a significant other when you're working on the ship. Um, so she just said, I, I, no, I'm done. Can't do it. So, she, and she went to work for Norwegian and she loved it. And she called me and said, Jill, you need to come and work here. You will love it. You will love, love, love it. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So she contacted Richard Ambrose and 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 we connected and, and I went to work for them. So, so Jean and Ryan and Jarmageddon, when we used to do the cast, when we used to do the cast changeover on the ship, there would be two casts at the same time. So there would be the cast that was working and the cast that was rehearsing. So we used to call it Jarmageddon because <laughs> it was just oh craziness. Foolishness was going on. <laughs> so you were you were entertainment. So you were in charge. You were the ones that were helping us, like figuring out rehearsals and flights or schedules yeah. on the not, ship. Not not flights. We on the ship. I was on the, on the ship. ship. You yeah. were, tra- and you lived on the ship. Yeah. And did all your office stuff on the ship too? All the office stuff on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I started off as crew staff. Really interestingly, when I went to it for all Caribbean, they had all their crew staff at that time had been ex singers, ex dancers, ex cast members. Um, so everybody was an entertainer in the crew staff department. So for the welcome aboard show and the farewell show on the ships, it was us. We did it. The cast didn't do it. It was our show. Really? We had, yeah, we had costumes and we did cruiser mania. We come to entertain you. Oh, how <laughs> so, fun! <laughs> so, wow. it was great because I'd given up dancing, but I still got to perform twice a cruise. So, this is a funny story. So here I turn up and um, the girls were like, oh, she was she was a dancer. So the dance captain for the for the for the crew staff were rehearsing us and said, um, they said, is she a good dancer? Is she a good dancer? Because she's and she said, she's a showgirl. <laughs> and she said to the cast, you need to come and watch her kick and bevel. She's fabulous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so all the cast. We're watching the first, you know, our first, my, my first performance of Cruiser Mania. And, um, you know, they were like, yes, 
she can kick and bevel. They were like, do your bevel, do your bevel. I was like, okay. I was like, give me some feathers, sweetheart. I'll show you how to walk down the staircase. Move away. Oh my God. It's probably better than dancers who've never had that, that, that kind of a showgirl <laughs> training. You have so many things. I'm like, okay, this is the title. This is the title. Oh yes, she can kick and bevel. There was like, okay, I'm going to write these down. That's so good. And then was it fun to perform again? Because when you're not doing it every single night, was that still part of your yeah, heart yeah. and soul? And, and, you know, in the part, in, in, the, in the direction that I went as crew staff, um, we were entertaining the guests. So we were doing all the hosting the karaoke nights and, and, you know, so you were still always. And then I got, I got promoted very quickly. Um, I went from crew staff to hostess, which is the girl who's in charge of looking after the captain and his VIP guests. Okay. Um, and then I became assistant cruise director and I was assistant cruise director for a long time. Um, and then I got promoted to cruise director. So as cruise director, you're actually on stage introducing the shows, um, you know, introducing all the guest entertainers. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of still had my foot on stage really but in a different you know in a different not dancing I got to go out in over Thanksgiving on um Crystal Crystal Cruises on the symphony before Bye. they got arrested yeah it's not a good story right now yeah, they did so I got one, one of the last cruises that went out and it was I just went and taught um, a couple of yoga classes and some conditioning class for a free cruise it was wonderful and the cruise director was super so much personality but it was, he, he introduced a show and the guest and he, there was a yes. comedy thing. Cause you just like, what else is going on tonight? And it was like a kind of a game show thing. And he was so funny. And he also, people just wanted to go up and talk to him. Cause like, he was so yeah. personable. Like it's, yeah. you can't have a grumpy. And I remember when, when I was with Jean Ann too, we had, we worked on two different ships and the cruise directors really different in their personality, but you have to be on Constantly. all the time. Either you're all in the your time. You're the face always, of the ship. That's what they, that's what they always tell us. You are the face of the ship. Everybody knows you. And any, as the cruiser, any complaint any guest has, it could be about their toilets not flushing. It could be about the dinner being cold in the dining room. You're going to get it because you're the one that they see constantly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Did, could you go anywhere or did you have to be either in your cabin? I mean, because I remember they had crews or good staff crew areas lounges yeah, yeah. Where you could go without yeah. people we like, could go anywhere because we were part of the, the the entertainment team so we could go anywhere yeah yeah we were allowed all 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 over the ship yeah the shows are fabulous too eh i mean the yeah. shows on ships now fantastic i mean amazing shows they have broadway shows and west end shows now it's when i did it it was with two little ships that we were on one ship for three days one ship for three and then we had a night in um, Miami, but it was like the dance floor was just cleared and there was the band behind us. And if you were back five rows, you couldn't see anything below the, the thighs. Yeah. But then I went on a tour. Jean Ann was in town because there was a ship that was launching out of Seattle. And so she invited me. It was so nice. Like Jean and, then, Jean and I stayed in contact. I company managed for a show for her, but she was in town. Like come join us for dinner and come see the show and see the ship. So they did it in port and they, I was like, this is nothing like we did. They have like a real stage. They have real dressing rooms. They have the lighting. And then I'm seeing other things like rigging for like aerial work yes. and like full on Broadway. I'm like, yes. oh, I would like a chance to have that then because our show was just like, it was like a journey through whatever. I don't remember what the theme was. It wasn't much of a theme. It was just really fun, high energy numbers. 
Yeah. But to be a dancer who wanted to keep growing, being on the ships, you can come out with a pretty nice thing on your resume if you're doing a Broadway show and you're doing a review show. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Now, for so all 20, the young dancers out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, anybody listening, because I think, if, you know, there's not much left of the Parisian cabaret, like Mulan and Alito, there's not much, yeah. but the ships are still, I think they might, looks like they'll recover after this. They're picking up again. Yeah. So did you, well, did you get out and see places or after you've been to the same port for so many times, like what, what was your life living on the ship? Um, to be honest, I, I personally, a lot of people did. A lot of people got off at every single port. I, once I'd been, to, I had the ports that I got off at because I would go shopping. So this was my shopping port and this was my food shopping port. Not that we needed food, but you always have to have snacks, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, so yeah, but I mean, I saw some amazing places. Of course I did. But because you have to be, I mean, even when I was in the street, people would stop me. Oh, yeah. And, and talk to me and complain at me and shout at me or, you know, be nice to me, whatever they, you know, they were upset because their buses were late. Okay. Oh, man, it's all your fault. Oh, yeah. wow. You know. <laughs> So, but um, it's all part and parcel. So a lot of the time, <clears throat> you know, if if when the guests were off the ship, it was the best time for me to downtime and relax and get paperwork done and, you know. Yeah. So, so yes, to answer that question, yes, I did you get did get. Call, yeah. But a lot of the time it would be my time to, me time, you know, relaxing and, you know. We did a repositioning. I'm going for an LLD, a little lie down. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> LLD sounds so official. Yeah. We did a I'm repositioning. <laughs> we did, yeah, um, re no, that's okay. We did uh, Miami to Jacksonville for dry dock. Mm -hmm. And so okay. it was just the crew and the dancers and musicians with no passengers. It was the most fun. And you saw what people were really like when they weren't being watched by passengers. It was like, it was a big party, but I thought it was nice yeah. to see people just not have to be on guard of what you know what we're perceived it was just like we had the whole ship to ourselves. I think for a couple yeah. of days yeah, it was it really fun to see people not to always be like people are watching you somebody's going to make a remark or something yeah yeah of course you have to be careful you know the guests are paying for it then that you know it's their vacation of a lifetime so yeah they're there to enjoy themselves they don't want to see you know drunken crew members in the corner <laughs> our i don't know our cruise staff were known for like like the the women would be like i'm going after the cruise director like there was all we always knew all the antics and who was going in whose room i'm like you can't hide that stuff that was a no, very very tiny little city out yeah. there that everybody knows everybody's yeah. business yeah so when you yeah. did you just figure it was time also the fact that you were female cruise director is a big deal because i i not know there was somebody them. recently it's not that many no, there's not many. There's not many female cruise directors. No, there aren't. It's hard. It's hard, you know. It's a man's world, really. And I remember once saying, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of the, a lot of women, not just because they're a cruise director, but if they, if they're in a position, in a management position, or, or I'm sure a lot of, of the girls will be able to. You know, I remember saying um, to my boss in the office. You know, if I was a man, I'd be a great manager. 
that would be what you would say about me. But be, that's what they would say about me. But because I'm a, a female, and I would stand up for my for my team, especially the cast and the musicians and stuff, because a lot of the other team, food and beverage, housekeeping, bridge, engine room, they work really, really hard. They do. They work hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Whereas the cast and the musicians are seen as not working hard because, and I say that, you know, in parentheses inverted commas because because they um because they only do three shows a week or because the, the musicians only work four hours a day or what they don't mm. know is what they're doing in that short time is really 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 hard work and what they're doing is just as much as you're doing in your eight hour day of 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 cleaning the oh. cabin or, or serving the guests dinner or behind the bar but they're working they're working really really hard and they've trained all their life for this this is not you know they've trained all their life for it so I would mm. always because I've come from a dance background I think I I got I yeah. got it I I understood and and I remember saying to to um, a hotel director who was saying, oh, those musicians, they never work. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, why don't you, I said, if you want to be a musician, and I wish I was a musician and worked four hours a day. I said, I'll tell you what, why don't you get off the ship, go home and go back to train as a dancer, as a musician. Going to have to do that for about 18, 19 years, by the way. So you just train for all them, all those years. And then you can audition. And if you're good enough, you may get a job and then you can come back and work for four hours. <laughs> that is so good. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And they would, and they, oh, what, what, uh, uh, and I remember saying to my, to my boss in the head office, and I said, you know, if I was a man, I'd be called a great manager, strong manager, you know, he's a good manager. But because I'm a female, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy today. She's not, she must have got Oh, she must have, you know, maybe yeah. she needs a boyfriend. That's what Jill needs. She's not, you know, like, and, wow. and that's because yeah. it, it, that's how it is. Not as bad as it used to be. Absolutely not. Not now. It's 2022, for God's sake. You know, <laughs> hopefully we've moved a yeah. little bit forward. <laughs> yeah, things have moved forward. But yeah, definitely, it's definitely that. Yeah. I just remember doing those shows and then like they would see us out, you know, like sunbathing and like, well, what do you guys do when you're not working? Like, do you have other jobs? Because we were the kind of the break of where they weren't required to call bingo, run the spotlight. Yeah. Do like when I was out this last time, I watched how much they have them working extra things. We, we had full run of the ship, but we, but it felt like you have to justify laying in the sun. Like, well, yeah. I was like, well, what else do you do? And then I love, cause we had, um, we worked on two ships. Well, how, you know, they were curious, like that they were airlifted, like how we got on the ship. Yeah. There's just all the fun questions that people don't realize. Like, we live here. This is our job. Yeah. 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 Wow. You're really good at this. You should do it professionally. <laughs> say that all the time. <laughs> oh my really gosh. That makes- <laughs> you should become a professional. What? Yeah, we're just we're just they volu- are, we're, they're singing we, and getting paid, or they're dancing <laughs> and getting paid. They're professionals. Right. Imagine that. <laughs> oh my gosh, we just do it for the food. We work out there yeah. six seven months because yeah. we've heard I the would, food's I good. Mean, I mean, maybe that's what they thought. Maybe that's what people thought that they would do. You know, maybe the guests thought they were 
coming on for a free cruise and and dancing i don't know what do they think professional yeah yeah. wow yeah you you should think about doing this professionally (laughs) okay oh my gosh yeah we would hear things like what time is midnight buffet and we would we would always like it's at midnight yeah there was there was fun questions but i guess people are just it's just a world a lot of people who are doing this kind of thing for the first time don't know what the world of entertainment is and there's just a lot of questions you go you know what it's it's we have to not we have to humor we can't be mean because sometimes I want to give a smart ass remark and had to hold of it course in. You, didn't, but you, can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't you would love to oh yeah. it'd be so fun yeah so we had you, the, we had a guest this is a funny guest story we had a guest that the the, the stateroom attendants would make towel animals you know every day your, your towel yeah. would be a different animal on your bed and uh, one one day they did a monkey, but they would hang the monkey on the clothes on the uh, on a coat hanger, you know. Yeah. So he would be hanging on the coat hanger as they, as they came into the room. He would be hanging, and this guest came running down to guest services. Oh my God! There's a man hanging in my room. Somebody's hanging him. So you can imagine it was like, <laughs> like run to the call security, call the doctor, call. And it was a bloody, it was a monkey towel animal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you see the best in where you see when people are on vacation. Cause I did a, I went out and taught a a show on a small cruise. It was for Jeanne. It was um, out of New York, up to Bar Harbor, Maine. And we went up to Quebec. It was really beautiful. Beautiful. It's a wonderful fall cruise. I have never seen so many grumpy people in my life. Like I've been on cruise where people are drunk or there's a lot of this and that, but I've never been on a, such a grumpy cruise. Then yeah. we hit the tail end of a hurricane and people were vomiting and they were just like complaining and complaining. And complaining. <laughs> oh, but it was just like, you'd see the staff just smile. Like they wanted to get off sooner. It was too cold. It was too hot. But most yeah. of the time I've seen people like when I just did the one on crystal, people were just so happy to be out of there course. and with COVID they were, everybody was just, thankful and I, I didn't come across any of that but that one I went I don't know how they do this day in day out with people like why is it that yeah they were just yeah <laughs> but you also have to remember that there are a lot more happy people when right and they're un- unhappy it's just yeah. they're the ones that stick aren't they you know what I mean yeah they're, they're the, the unhappy ones the ones that stick unfortunately you know yeah because when he was on this last one in this last year where people were just saying oh we come back on this line we'd love this and this is, I mean, everybody was back because that was a really great experience. And I went, Oh, I could do this. I didn't, when I was 22, I just was, I thought I'm bored. I've been doing everything I do. And now I would love to have a cruise life because I did it for a week. And then I was supposed to do the Mediterranean before this whole thing with the, with the ship, not coming back probably. But I was like, Oh, I could do this. I'm at an age where I loved reading a book and holding still and watching the sunset in the chair. So now I'm like, how can I, do this is a little I'm gonna you, say, should, I, you should put yourself out there I'll after the, after the call we'll discuss and I'll tell you who you need to write to okay if you're doing yoga and stuff no absolutely there's loads of things you can do yeah and I wanted to propose even coming on as a lecturer to talk about bluebells like we've got all these absolutely. photos teach a little showgirl lesson I'm like yeah. I really understand the cruise life in a way that at 20 it was super fun it was really really fun when I did it yeah but when I hit yeah. that six month mark and signed my one month extension, I was like kind of getting antsy. You need to get but there's people yeah. that do it for a long time. And you've probably seen entertainers that stay out there for years and you see oh, those that come and go yeah, so yeah. quickly. It's a great life though. It's a great, I mean, it's, it's just, it is a, it is a fabulous life. 
you know, on a ship. It's a fabulous life. Yeah. And and it's a great way to save money because you've got no rent, you've got no food, yeah. you've, got no, you've got no, you've got no, right? So you, yeah. your money, your money. I mean, of course, we all like to spend money, but, you know, so it's a great way to save money. And I think for a young dancer just coming out of college, who's, you know, they've just been at college for three years and they're just coming out of college and go and work on a ship, even if you only do one contract, if you do six months or if you do a year, squirrel away your little monies. Yeah. And then you can go to Paris or you can go to you know, wherever you want to go then on land. You've got a little bit of a pot of money to take with you. Cause we didn't, I didn't have that when I went, when I mm. went to Paris and my parents certainly didn't have money to be able to throw at me while I came, you know, while I went out there, you know what I mean? I always so, showed up with like $5 everywhere I went and like, you're starving till you get that paycheck, but two weeks into it, like, Oh, like I never was, but the cruise ship was like, that's, I know a lot of people did. I didn't save, I played, but I know people did come out with a good stash because you didn't yeah. have a lot of people. They, their bar bill took up their whole paycheck, but. Well, that too. Yeah. That's <laughs> not for me because I don't drink, but yes, mine would yeah. be, my bar bill would be like, you know, day in the beauty salon, um, you know, perfume in the gift shops. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you, but the, the, I justified all that. Like, I don't know if I ever get to do this again. So I'm going to live now instead of save money and go oh I really should have seen all the places and done all the things and shopped yeah yeah so what made you decide it was like at 22 years I think I'm done with this I had um it was just time you just I just knew I just knew it was time um it was time for me to go I'd been saying it for a while. I'd been mm. saying it for a while. And um, Rachel Carpenter and Eric, and Eric, Eric is um, head of dance at a great school in, in Manchester, um, Shockout. And they needed an administrator there. And so he put my name forward. I went and I interviewed and I got the job. And that was it. I was coming home. I, handed my notice in on the ship I went back to did another contract handed my notice in left came home and went to work at shock house and it was the right job the perfect job at the wrong time I needed time to decompress I needed yeah. time to come down I needed time to become a a, a person a, a, you know because we all know how hard it's to settle so imagine yeah. You know, and I won't be the only person that's ever done this, but imagine, you know, you come home from your dance career at 23, 24, 25, and it's hard for you to settle then. Imagine at 52. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're 52. Well, there's, yeah, because there's things that were just like after the ship after six months, like I have to buy my own soap and I have to like just make the, my the, own bed. The, make my oh. own bed and like cook. Cause I even a week of it, like, Oh, I'm just going to put on a nice outfit, walk up two flights and have a great dinner. And I'm going to walk over and do a show. But I was, that was when I came on barely on this last one at work. But when you're working so hard and, and you don't have to figure out like paying your rent and yeah. oh, there's, there's a lot yeah. of, of adult things that, that I hate being you... an adult. I hate it. It's the worst oh. hood. Adulthood is the worst hood I've ever lived in. <laughs> oh my gosh that, that's a t-shirt saying, so, that's so good 
Oh yeah. So what was that transition? Cause it's, you know, you're not like I'm 20 and I'm going to get out there in the workforce. It's what, yeah. what yes. did you, it could hard. You... It's very hard. It was very hard. Very, very hard. I actually went back to ships. I was off for six months. So I went to work at Shockout, which was in Manchester. I live in Barnsley. So it's like a two, an hour and a half to get there and then out on, on the train and come back again. And I was doing that travel. But at that time, I wasn't ready to leave my home in Barnsley because this was my home and I'd come off a ship and I wanted to be in my home. Yeah. And if I would have waited until later, if I would have come off and maybe done six months down the line, gone to get the job, worked there, I would have been able to move to Manchester easily. But at that time, I wasn't ready for that. This was where I wanted to be. Um, So it was a perfect job, just not... And it was nothing to do with the job. It was me. It wasn't, mm. it was, it was all about me and my, where I was, you know? Yeah. I actually went back to work on ships. I went back to work on ships and uh, I did my first two weeks when I, I was off for six, four, four, five months. I was off, maybe six. And, um, and I went back and uh, got on board. And of course, I was so excited to be back on board and seeing all my friends. And you know how it is. And you're seeing all your friends and you're laughing and you're joking and you're back on stage and you're like, here I am and I'm back. And, you know, welcome on. And two weeks after that high, I came down and I was like, no, I really am done. That was good to know that, though, because sometimes we second guess. Um, you knew yeah. it was solid. Yeah. Wow. I was like, no, I am. I'm really done with this. Um, and I can't tell you why I was done. There was... You know, there was no reason. There was nothing happened. Nothing. No, I was just. I just it's knew. Time. I was. I was just. It was just time. It was time. So I came home again. Had lots of little jobs that I did, um, and I, Kerry Ennis, who was also a bluebell, and um, she. Um, works for a company called Great Rail Journey and she is a tour manager for them. So she goes out and takes uh, guests on tour around all over the world, actually. She's, she, you know, and uh, she loves it. And the company that she worked for started a cruise section of it, a cruise. They started taking people on cruises. So she called me and she said, look, they've just started this. It's brand new. They've only done one season. It went really well. They're doing even better like this next season upcoming it's going really really well they're looking for new cruise managers how perfect is that job for you so you go away you take people on the cruise you do 10 days you come home for three weeks you go back out for another one I said perfect that is the job for me so off I go to York and I do my little interview and everything and I get the job fortunately I got the job and I go to start training, and there's a thing on the news, newsflash, COVID hits the United Kingdom. Oh. In York. Where am I going to train in York? We still did our training, Sherry. We still went uh. along with our training, because it was all very little then. You know, yeah. it was all very... Uh, did our training, came home, went and did another day's training, came home, well, was there for four days and it was great, great training. It was like, I'm so excited about this. I'd got like a whole calendar full of cruises that I was going to do. So excited. Um, 
the world's going to just stop now. Oh, that's like, we have, and then COVID. Like I was doing this and then COVID. Oh yeah, this is filled with this so break never, screech right here. Never got to actually go out and experience it. Oh. They, everything just stopped, just stopped. Um, as you know, as we all know. So, um, so that was that. So then of course it was only going to be two weeks. Remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Coming weeks. up on two years here. Yeah, two years later, we're still wearing masks. Um, so, so there we go. So there we go. The two. So it's only going to be two weeks. That's fine. No, it's going to be another couple. Then it's going to be. And I was like, this ain't. This is not. So, I moved house. I sold my apartment. This sale went through. Fell through. So I had to pay all those legal fees because in England, even it, it, it fell through like two days before the move but i had to, uh, i had to pay the legal fees that the the sell the buyer didn't have any there's no penalty for the buyer in in the uk so i had to all those legal fees plus all the legal fees i paid for for the for the move and everything else so i was like okay great i'm not working i've got no money coming in and everything's going out everything's going no. out. so i said um I'm, I'm going to have to do, what am I going to do? Like, so, um, Catherine, Kathy Williams was also a Bluebell girl. She works for Universal Credit, which is like the welfare in, in the States. Mm. And she said to me, you should try and get some Universal Credit, even if it's just a little bit. I think you, I think you might be able to get some. So I, I applied for Universal Credit and I did. I got a little bit of money. I said, you know what? Anything is better than nothing. So, and, um, but I didn't just get a little bit of money. They, you know, they, you, you, you're still in the system. So, you, so your tax is still being taken, taken care of and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so then you also get what they call a work coach. This is somebody that helps you. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So. I get a call from the work coach saying, hey, we think you'd be a great fit for this job for the DWP, Department for Work and Pensions, in the debt department. I said, oh, no, that ain't for me. <laughs> no. No, no. Maths, are you crazy? No. I can count to eight, sweetheart, if you're looking. <laughs> so... I was like, no, I, I really, oh, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for thinking of me. I really don't think this is going to be for me. About three days later, she calls me back. She says, I really think that this would be a great fit for you. I really do. It's not just, it's, you know, you're answering telephones and you're speaking to people and you've got great, you've got from working on ships, you've got a great customer background, right? So I said, I don't know. I really, really, I really don't. She said, look, let somebody, I'm going to get somebody to call you and explain to you exactly what the job is. I said, okay, that's fine. She said, and actually, it's only going to be for six months. I said, okay, that's fine. So I got another phone call from somebody who explained oh, the whole job to me, what it was going to be. Still was like, not sure this is going to be for me. I'm really not, honest to God. But it's only for six months. I'm going to do it. I said, okay, I'll do it. Because you've got to pull your big girl pants on, right? So off I go to work in the DWP, in the debt department, doing maths, 
and sorting <laughs> people's lives out. So I'm like in training, like, no, every day I said one more week and I'm done. I'm done in a week. I'll give it one more week. And now when that, when I go in the office now, because of course I've been there for nearly two years, well, just over a year, they go, oh, she's here. One more week, Jill. <laughs> one more week. I'm only giving it one more week. And if I don't like it, I'm leaving. I love it. Can you even, like, it's <sighs> crazy that I love it so much. I really, really, really enjoy it. And I've been, and now, so it, that six months turned into nine months turned into a year, turned into, we want you to inter- we want you to do it properly and go online and, and go through the fair and uh, do, just do it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pass that. I'm not going to pass those tests. I'm not going to pass those tests. No, just try, just try it, pass the test. Okay. Um, so then you've got an interview now. I'm never, I'll never pass the interview. I won't pass. I'm never going to, I'll do it. I won't pass it. Pass the interview. Like it just has just snowballed <laughs> to now I've got a permanent job. With the DWB wow. and the cruiser sherry, they are in the distance. Oh, never say never. <laughs> There's so but much yeah. because I think a lot of us, when we're done dancing, go, well, What else? What other skills do I have? Because you've worked so much on just that one thing of being a performer, a dancer, a singer. So when you're done, like, I, I don't know if I have a brain. Like, I remember, like, with my roommate, for me, like, we would quiz each other on the capitals of the states or geography. Like, we were afraid our brain would go away because we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we weren't doing, and so like you're getting an education in everything you're doing. Absolutely. Like, oh, actually, that translates into this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm smarter than I, I knew I was. And and the, and that all stems to where does it go down to the big the, the start of the roots being a bluebell. That's where it all starts. Wow. Where it all comes, isn't it though? I you ask know? a lot of people how that translates, and there's so many ways they find that's helped them with their other careers that are not related to that at all. We see things in a bigger picture. We understand how every part matters and like you can't slack and how you are able yeah. to adjust really quickly. You don't get freaked out yeah. when things change. So there's a, a lot of skills that I think a lot a of lot. Us, things we did yeah. that didn't attribute it to that till later. So what is it about this job that you like? Because, you know, you've got some difficult just, people you I, work I with. Enjoy it. Well, we do get some difficult phone calls. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Um, and very sad phone calls as well for, for yeah. some people that have got literally nothing you know um I just enjoy helping people I'm helping people you know and actually as much as you need maths to do it you've got an excel spreadsheet you've got your 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 calculator at the side of you and if you can if you can run your own house you can help somebody you know you can you can you can help people yeah well, even just the cruise being cruise director or assistant and all the other parts you had, like having to deal with people who are, and what you're yeah. saying, like right now, people are on edge in so many ways. And if it comes down to finances, that's like a very threatening oh, it's thing huge. to deal with. It's and huge. what you're yeah. doing yeah. is like, you know how to diffuse things, you know how to help people yeah. kind of like, let's stabilize you so we can actually yeah. plan or yeah. think. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the agents will say, oh my God, I, that call was off. I'm like, no, actually, you need to think how you're speaking to people. Everybody is everybody is riding the same storm right now. We're just all in different boats. So you have to understand, you have to put yourself in that customer's shoes. You have to, but you see, I think because we've traveled so much and we've worked with so many different people and we've, we've, 
met different cultures and di- especially working on cruise ships but even in the dancing world who worked mm. with people from all over the world you know yeah. different nationalities different personalities you know different age groups and you just know how to to treat people I think if that's the right thing to say I think we we do know we we can we have empathy for people we, mm. we get it you get that sometimes you know what you might be on the bones of your ass today and you might be dining in the ritz tomorrow we get that because oh. we've been there you know i don't know but yeah mm. this is so good i was like i love where this went because like i didn't know that much about you and then just the cruise just the cruise life is a whole episode in its own of what that was like but just switch from being in paris for three months to like shaking it up because it's time it's time to do something else yeah a lot of people like we get into that like well if I leave this can I get back in so I think it's really good for people especially the younger generation that listens to this like what happens after I'm done dancing it's so good to hear the stories of how there is a life after dance you know and and and, and that's what I say to my cruise ship friends now there's a life after cruise ships it's going to be hard you're going to find that um you know you're going to find that it's hard to to settle back down and become Mm. a I want to say a normal person. People, you know, it's hard. There's definitely a connection between dancers uh, and cruise cruise people who've travelled. I think there's definitely a connection between dancers. We know that, you know, we mm-hmm. absolutely know. That. But I, I think anybody that's travelled, be it just to travel because they've gone on vacation or they've gone overseas to work or they backpacked through, you know, through Australia or whatever, or, um, or through Europe, whatever, you know, I think if you've traveled, you always have that, there's a little connection because you've traveled, you know, yeah. you get that, you know, you get each other, you've traveled, you've mm. been away, yeah. you've experienced something different yeah. from, you know, yeah, I always you kind of think everybody, everybody thinks the same and then you get out there and yeah. like oh, people think different or they experience life different or they don't yeah there's yeah it's, it's a really all good the, all the kids that my friends dance in school and, and and my niece my nieces I I tell them all travel get out there don't sit at home if you want to sit at home you knock yourself out and sit at home but if you have one inkling that you feel like you want to get out there and go go enjoy it live your mm. life live your life there we go experience I I spoke to my niece my sister lives in Greece her husband her husband is Greek and he sadly passed away during COVID not from COVID but um during that whole lockdown thing and uh so it's just her and my niece now still in Greece um and um of course my niece speaks fluent English and Greek because she was born and raised there. Her dad's Greek. She's she's Greek. She'll say I am I am Greek. Um, mm. although she speaks with an accent like mine, the Yorkshire <laughs> accent, which is very funny. <laughs> um, but you know, I said I said to her the other day, she's only twenty three. Maria's twenty three or twenty four, and I said to her, and she's a beautician. So I said to her, why why don't you go work on cruise ships? She said I did think about it. She's got a boyfriend now. She's been, you know, and I said, well, he can go too. He can be on the, he can work behind the bar or in the restaurant or on reception at the, at the, you know, on the front desk. 
or you know in the in the state it, it can be a stateroom attendant there's lots of things to do on a ship you know go yeah Why i usually tell my kids because it does get harder like i tell my kids like if you go to college or not like go travel while you can because it gets harder once you get married it gets harder when you get a steady job it gets harder once you had kids so when you have this time especially when your legs are good and strong and you can climb all those hills in Greece or whatever, go oh, do it 100%. while you can. And I, I have other, I've had young dancers whose parents are not too happy with me because I said, go audition when they really wanted them to go to college. <laughs> I was like, go yes. dance, go do this. And the parents go like, stop get telling me. Yeah. But it yeah. is there. There's only, there's a time where it's just a little bit easier when you're younger and it also helps yeah. form, form your brain. Rick Steves, who does a travel um, channel and he's done a lot. I've gone to some of his, his talks is he's right here in, near where I live in Seattle. I don't know. This is totally accurate because there's no such thing as a well-traveled bigot um, because it, your mindset of different people who look or, or live different. I mean, you can, you could be a jerk and be a tourist, but I think if you're a well-traveled person, your um, perception of people that are, that seem yeah. scary or different changes. So to live in a culture like to go to Paris, but it's not just a city. You're also with an international cast backstage pretty much so your experience or hearing stories like oh I never thought about that we've always done this like I didn't know people thought different about this it's I think that part of travel to help us have more compassion for the world of how everything affects everybody that's changed my perception of what it would have been if I had stayed in my small town nothing against my small town but you only know what you know yeah Yeah. absolutely a hundred percent a hundred percent agree yeah yeah Mm. yeah well, thank you, Jill. This was wonderful. Oh, and, it was great. Uh, we could go on. I could go on and on. I, 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 when you asked me, I was like, I don't think I have a good story. I remember you said that. I'm like, if you were blue, and then I s- would shut up. <laughs> no, and people apologize. Like that's the whole thing. It's an it's an interview to hear your story. So like, it was so yeah. good. I didn't know that Miss Bluebell met you at the train. There was like just that was a nugget that I had no idea. So like, well, I have a feeling if we just start talking, you're going to find you have an amazing story, which you do. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. It's also, you'll find you might have weird dreams now because it will bring up all your dance days and oh. people go like, no, I have dreams about costume changes and being yeah. late for <laughs> being late. <laughs> yeah. It's not often when, when I used to have those dreams too when I was dancing. That, and when I was on the ship, I used to dream that I used to dream that I was missing the ship, that I was running down the ground, that down the pier and the ship was pulling away. Oh ship with a pier. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's getting away. <laughs> there, yeah, because I worked on ships too, and I know that there, there's something of our anxiety dreams now that still somehow manifests when you're younger. Like, yeah. I'm not ready, I'm not prepared, or I, I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, but I don't know. And it, instead of being real time, it's like, no, I understand that. Like, more dance world, like, I'm supposed to be on there knowing this, and I don't know this dance or this show, or I'm not prepared, or I can't find something. Yeah. It's fun that it goes back to those formative 20s all right you take care i'm going to make a trip over to the uk eventually and just i want to do a bluebell uh tour go see everybody and drink tea and talk about the good absolutely the good times on stage all right thank you absolutely. my friend my new friend thank you yeah